Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. I talked a bit a couple months ago about our nature and what our nature was. And I hope you remember that. If you don't, you can listen to the podcast or listen. Um, I was talking a bit about like our nature, that we have a godly nature that's on the inside of us, that when we become a born-again Christian, the old ways of being and doing are passed away, and behold, all things are new and all things are of God. So I took that, I believed it, I take it. Just like we did this morning, it's like we don't, I'm like, what's going on? What am I doing? I'm like, we're taking it. And, and someone's saying, take it. And they're like, oh, but you just do, you just take it. You say, I believe it. I believe that word is true for me. Yeah. I believe that what it says is more real, is real. And my symptoms or what it looks like in the natural, not real. That's right. I'm not going to take that. In science, they'll look at like, they'll look at the, the, the situation, they'll look at the environment, they can only see what's in the environment and then they, take, they make their hypothesis based on the environment that they see and all those things. But God is above environment. God is above the earth. God is above everything and every, everything that would be in this, in this world. He part, like how, how, why? Well, he parted waters. He did unnatural things. And we're gonna look at some unnatural things this morning. Uh, but he did things, and he's not just stopped in the Bible. He's still doing things. He's still doing unnatural things. He's still, but we, like, we see this, but it's not natural to be sick. If you're in God's kingdom, and you're a new creature, that's not your nature. That's not natural. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We can say no to sickness. And we as Christians get symptoms. But we can say no to those symptoms. That I believe that God's word is true over something I might be feeling or maybe thinking. But you can stop what you're thinking right away and think something different. But I talked about your na our nature, what's in our nature, that we have a godly character. And so, and, I, and, I and I've talked about it before when I drove to a traffic light and sickness tried to come on me and I got this revelation about this, the word that I had been meditating on that, wait a second, I'm a new creature. If I'm a new creature and I'm of God, how can sickness be in my body? And then I said, sickness go and it went. It, it has to go. It has to go away. It has to obey. And so I want us to go to Luke 10 for now. And we're going to see some people doing what God said. Jesus said. He's, Jesus told them, talked to them, told them things. And they went and they did what he said. I think I'm going to read it in my phone because I found out this wonderful thing that you can increase the font size. <laughs> and my day was changed that day <laughs> that I could read it bigger. It's like, it's like three times the size. But anyway, <laughs> praise the Lord. So Jesus is, uh, is, is, has a battle plan and he's going out and telling the people, let me see what to do. And, oh. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. So this, here we are in Luke 10 and 2. And he said unto them, actually, let's go into verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed the other, other 70 also and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place whither himself would come. So right now we know that we've got some people coming uh, in July. At the end of July, there's some people coming that are going to come and help evangelize. We're not waiting for them to come. Amen. We are called to evangelize. We're going out. We're going things. Jesus 
sent people before him to go. So he sent these people before he even went to go start. We don't wait for the speaker. We don't wait for someone. We just go when God sends us to go and he sent you. Are you appointed? You're appointed. As soon as you say yes to Jesus, you're appointed to go into all the world. It's not, he didn't specify. He didn't say only pastors. He didn't say only once you've turned 25, then you can go do this. He didn't say, like he didn't qualify. It was everybody. Go into the world and preach. But I'm not a preacher. Go into the world and preach because preaching is talking. There's people that are called to preach in front of different amounts of groups of people. We think about, uh, we think about David Kalinda and all those like millions that he talks to and Billy Graham and now his son doing that. There's different levels of people that we're talking to, but you can talk to who you can talk to. It's just, it's not just speaking to crowds. It's speaking to individuals, and that's just as important because the individual doesn't see Billy Graham in his home. The individual doesn't see Billy Graham when he's out at a restaurant. Not everybody. I never did. I never did, and not anymore. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but there's these speakers, we don't, we don't see them in their everyday life, but someone sees you. Someone's watching you and noticing you. When you're in the workplace and you start to talk about Jesus, they're going to start watching. What do they see? So after these things, the Lord appointed other uh, other 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and every place, whither he himself would come. And therefore he said unto them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray, okay, so here's some instructions for us. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. We need to pray for those laborers. We need to pray for them. But that doesn't mean that you're not a laborer. (laughs) You're praying for help. Lord, send some help. (laughs) I need to go out there and speak to these people. I need some help. Please, Lord, send laborers to help me. I'm sure, and I've, I've heard that prayer before. I've heard that prayer before, but it doesn't negate your responsibility to be a laborer as well. You're going out there laboring and you're like, when someone comes along, like when I go labor and someone comes along, I'm like, gee, great. Thank you for coming. Just like when I'm on the car-free day. Gee, great. Thank you for coming. <laughs> be a laborer with me. So go your ways. I'm like, this is not very specific, right? He doesn't say, okay, go to this house and do this thing. He says, go your ways. Just go out. Go out. Go your ways. Behold, I'm sending you forth as lambs among wolves. Oh, gee, that's some great, great news there. That's some great news. That you're going and there's going to be people around. But we know and trust our God that he sends us to the places that we're supposed to go. And he protects us. And we need not worry. Carry neither your purse, nor scrip, nor shoes, nor, uh, and salute no man by the way. And in whoever house ye enter, first say, peace be unto this house. And so there's, I mean, like, let's not, you can have your purse. You can have a purse. You can have more than one pair of shoes. Bless God, I know that some here have more than one pair of shoes. <laughs> and we are grateful. That's okay. This was the instruction at that time. So I just go how you go just go. I'm like, I'm not concerned if you have shoes, you have none. Well, I mean, shoes are great on concrete and everything like that, but you know, and clothes, bless God, please have clothes. (laughs) You know, we're representing our King, but you know, if you want to dress glitzy, go dress glitzy. If you want to dress whatever way you want to dress, go ahead, but just go, just go out, just go out. And so when we go to a house, first say, peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn, you, turn to you again. You know, we know where we're welcome. It's pretty obvious. You know, when you're sitting by a coworker and they're really, they don't really have a good attitude, I would say that that's not a welcome zone. <laughs> but there's always, we should be always looking for a welcome zone. There's always someone that will welcome you. And so we just don't get hung up on the person that didn't welcome us. And maybe there'll be another time that we can go there and talk to them. But today, that might not be their day. 
<laughs> Their day is coming, but not quite yet. Today is your day. <laughs> Don't let it be ruined by someone and it's not their day. <laughs> you just, it says, if not, just turn and go again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking and such things as they give, for their, the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. So we need to stay somewhere. It's about relationship. We heard that on the, uh, in the conference. I believe it was Dr. Prankert. That, uh, well, Maybe it was William Prankert that said something like uh, along those lines when he was talking about he's visiting up in the north and he's going to the north. Praise God for people that go to the north Amen. and go in the cold. And it sounds like he doesn't like it very much, but he's called there and he does go. So <laughs> bless God. <laughs> and apparently, according to Jacob, there's opportunities to go up there. So, you know, there's ways to connect if you feel so led to go up to the north. You, we can connect you. <laughs> I see some shaking heads. <laughs> the West Coast has made you soft. But anyway. <laughs> but he said it was about relationship and building relationship. And being with the people and eating their food. Yep. Eating, like he said, raw meat, which is, I'm assuming, a seal. But I mean, there's not, you know, there's stuff up there eating, like they eat differently. It's like, it's cold. It's, they don't got, you know, but he goes there and, and he's with them. Yeah. So you're welcome somewhere. You go, you stay where you're welcome <laughs> and you eat with them. And so maybe you're not like, we, you don't want to, you know, maybe you're having lunch with a coworker at work. You're eating with them. You're chatting with them. And you're being with them. Don't write yourself off. You're a person to be with. You're a person to that someone wa should ha want to have lunch with. You have something to say. You have Jesus on the inside of you. Never go to a table and think you're, not, you're the one with nothing. But it happens. I feel like I shouldn't sit there. I don't have anything to say, but you do. You do have something to say. And God will show you. The Holy Spirit will show you. And, and let's just like talk about this time. This is in Luke 10. This is before the cross, before the Holy Spirit. And they went and they talked. You guys got the greatest advantage there is. You got the Holy Spirit. And if you don't, that's okay. You can just come up, get prayer, problem solved. <laughs> but they did this without the Holy Spirit going into places. I'm like, the Holy Spirit gives you boldness. The Holy Spirit gives you ideas. The Holy, like the Holy Spirit talks to you and tells you and gives you instructions. I can't imagine these guys. They went there, like go somewhere in the city and go find someone and go talk to them. Without the Holy Spirit. Hmm. I think you got a better deal. <laughs> you got a better deal. You got a better deal. You can do this way better. So you go where you're welcome and you stay and you just be and you just talk. We've made this so overly complicated that the only way to get saved is coming to an evangelistic meeting and the evangelist talks and says something and you receive Jesus and then yay. It's not about that. It's about relationship. Go from house to, uh, do not go from house to house. Don't leave. Stay until you're supposed to leave. Many times we just leave before the, t the time. And we talked, uh, Pastor Gwen mentioned this morning about like just at that moment when it seems to be difficult and hard, and you just can't take it anymore, and you don't know how, you know, like this is going to go, things are not going well, and you've got this promise, and the pro you know what the promise says, but it's not your situation, but to hold in that situation, yeah. to hold what God said in that situation. We're so used to just dropping and leaving before things are done in a conversation. Know when it's over and know when it's not over. And maybe 
it's a conversation that lasts over days or over months. You're having a conversation, you leave off. How are you doing? Oh, how your son, how's your son? Oh, oh, there's that thing. Would you like to me to pray for him? Yes or no? Would you like me to pray right here? <laughs> offer that. That's always good to offer. Amen. Offer to pray right there with them. That's right. But you know, they're like, oh, no, not now. Okay, then you don't. Right. Clue, you don't. And then you like later pray yeah. about the situation. And then I was praying for you. How'd it go? Check in, check up. Oh, well, I'll continue to pray for you. Relationship. And so whatever city you enter, then they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and, he and then heal the sick. They're in. Jesus hasn't come yet. Jesus is here now. He's in you, right? But in this time, Jesus hadn't come yet to the city. He said, heal the sick um, that are therein, and say to him, them, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But into whatever city you enter and they don't receive you, cry. <laughs> why, God, why has this happened to me? No, it doesn't say that. People rejected Jesus. They're going to reject you. I'm like, <laughs> if they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets and the same and say, uh, and then in a, even the very city of your, uh, uh, I'm sorry, even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth onto us, we do wipe off against you. Okay, done with you. And on we go. We're not going to get hung up. We're not going to get hung up in the last city or the last coworker that yelled at you because you talked about Jesus and they think you're not, you're not this and they think you're that. You're not this and that. You're what God says you were. You are that new creature. If they didn't like Jesus, chances are there's some people that are not going to like you. And that's okay. Guess what? We like you here. People here like you. We like, in fact, we love you here. If you're listening with us online, there's people here that love you, and we would like to see you. We'd like to hug you. Hopefully, COVID is not making us. We hug here. And we know, you know, the people that don't want to be hugged. We can, we can, we can take the signs and, and not hug you if you just want to come through the doors and We'll love you from afar and do that too. But we don't get hung up on the people that reject because they reject. Amen. You know, if they really knew you and they really knew Jesus and they really knew, they'd want to get to know you, but they don't. Maybe they will in the future, but that's okay. We just dust ourselves off and we move on. That's right. We move on. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable. Oh, let's just, um, let's just skip down here unto verse uh, 16. He that heareth you heareth me. And he that despiseth you, has anyone received some despiseth? <laughs> I know I have. Yeah. Back in the day, maybe maybe not so not so long ago, <laughs> someone didn't like what you said. Oh, it wounded me. It so hurt me. We can't act like that. That's really not going to help us. This is a move-on situation. If we jump bump back up, it says the laborers are few. We can't be hung up laborers, hung up on a past pain hung up on a past hurt that someone said or someone did or a family member did or this happened or a co-worker did that, they're not saved. Amen. Of course they act like that. How we act is important. We have the Holy Spirit, Jesus living on the inside of us. We should be acting and responding differently. But you might have done something. That's why we have the blood. <laughs> to pray and ask for forgiveness. Hallelujah, and he forgives. Amen. And you know what? People forget. Hallelujah. But sometimes they don't. And they bring it up. Like you, that, That's why it's hard with family, because, you know, when you were 15, you did this thing, and they hold it against you, 
for like 30 years. And you're like, I was 15. You know, like I have like, I have some students that, you know, they, they hold it. And I'm like, and they, they are like, but they did that. I'm like, your playtime's going to suck, bud. Because like, you're so concerned about what they did and what they're going to do that you have no fun. Let it go. Amen. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. yes. Please don't take it. Because you know what? It's ugliness. <laughs> he that heareth you, heareth me. Know that when you're sitting, you come to a table, you come to a person, you yeah. come to a situation, you are there speaking Jesus to someone. Amen. You are there giving revelation. You are there giving words of encouragement. You are there giving words, not of you, but him. This is powerful for them because you have delivering words to give them. You have healing words to give them and they might hear. Yes, please pray for me. Pray for me right now. They heard you. They received Oh no, don't, ah, I don't want any of that. Maybe some other words that you've received. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's some out there that have not, but I doubt it. (laughs) He that despises you despises me. And he that despises me despises him that sent me. It's not about you. It's about God and the God in you that reacts and responds and doesn't like. But let's go to 1 Peter 1 and 23. This is all before Jesus went to the cross, before the Holy Spirit was sent. Let's go to 1 Peter in one and go down to 23. Here, let's go into 22. Seeing that you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Is that you? Yes. That's you. This is talking about you. You have purified your soul. Jesus has purified your souls. And you have been, are, you're obeying the truth. Are you obeying the truth? Amen. Yes, you are. You're obeying the truth. Oh, ah, does that feel kind of... Maybe this is some words you need to hold on to and read a little bit later and start saying and believing it Amen. and saying, ah, this is me. This is me. I obey God's word. Yeah. I listen to yeah. what he says. Yeah. I do what he tells me to do. Yeah. I'm an obedient believer. I'm ob- I obey you, God. It's easy to obey. Yes, it it's easy. It really is. It really is when you consider consequences. Because <laughs> he has some ideas for you that don't involve negative consequences. Because there's consequences to everything you do. That's right. But we all connotate negatively to consequence. But there's good consequences. Amen. Yes, there are. To be obedient. Yeah. Yes is you don't get into trouble. (laughs) But that's the thing that we think about, is I'm obey so I don't get into trouble. What about obey so lives are changed? Obey so people are healed. Obey so that you have peace. Obey so you're walking in joy. Obey so things go well. (laughs) And not react and respond to like, I shouldn't do that because it's bad. I'm doing this because I love you, God, and I want to obey you. And there's just these wonderful consequences that are not bad. So we're obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, of the brethren, not just of God. You can love Jesus. He, He died for you. He saved you. Then there's your neighbor. Unfeigned love of the brethren. 
We love you here. People who come here say, wow, I can really feel the love here. Because we're not asking you to put on a show. We're not asking you to do anything special, but just be who God has called you to be. Come on. Other places they may ask you to do certain things, be certain or say it a certain way. We don't care here. <laughs> we don't care. We want God to be at work in your life Amen. and you to hear what he has you to do yeah. and go do it. Yeah. And we're your cheering section. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> we got a good cheerer here. <laughs> we have a, you know, and, and it's not just Shalane to cheer you on here. <laughs> yeah. And Shalane needs cheering too. <laughs> so the love of the brethren see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently fervently what's that mean like really hard like really well intensely fervently consistently focused on that one person not just in generalities but ask like what it is is asking someone how they're doing and actually caring what they say back yeah, that's right. and then and and then praying for them and then checking in talking to them encouraging people you know you know it you know authentic people you know them and you know people who are not getting back to this what i wanted to originally read <laughs> being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. As all, uh, as all flesh is as grass, and all of the glory of man as flowers of the grass, the grass wherewith and the flowers thereof fall away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. That was preached unto you. You received that word and it went into your heart and look at the harvest. You're here this morning. You're here this morning. God has done a work in you. At school, we read, read this, reread this book. It's called Five Tough and Tiny Seeds. And they are on a slender reed and they, the wind blows and the seeds go. And they all go different places. One of them lands on the concrete one of my students says, oh, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> and I'm glad they've been learning because <laughs> we've been talking about how seeds grow. But then I said this, I want you to go out for a walk, and I want you to look at the sidewalk and see in the cracks. Look in those cracks. I've got a wonderfully paved backyard and front yard courtesy of the sweat and blood and sweat and tears of Alex. <laughs> it's out there. It looks really, everything's like really interconnected and great. It looks so good. It's wonderful patio. Enjoy that patio. But wouldn't you know, there's these little things coming up. They're little, but they're there. They're there. And so what we got to do is we've got to power wash those away. <laughs> Get rid of them. Because they're going to grow inside, and then you're going to have a crack, and a bigger crack, and a bigger crack, and a bigger crack. As new homeowners, the garden and yard got a hold of us <laughs> in ways that we had not anticipated, <laughs> moving from a condo that had no backyard to going to a backyard everywhere. And it took over very quick. We were unprepared that spring for what happened. I feel so sorry for that man who mowed our lawn. <laughs> I don't know, but I think he might have swore. But anyway. <laughs> and he had to start and bring to life that mower again and again as the lawn had gone and out of control. It was a, it was a meadow. The, the, I mean, the rabbits really loved hiding in it, but, but you can leave things and things grow and they take over. 
And I, don't, I didn't have to do anything for, yeah, we did nothing. We did nothing, and things took over. Yeah. The yard took over. Yeah. Why could that not be for the word of God that you have sown into someone's life? Right. It may be in a crack somewhere, in a little itty-bitty crack, but it can grow. The incorruptible seed. This seed is not dying. When we planted our seeds this year, I, got, I went to this Canadian tire and I got some seeds. And I got the same seeds for all my co- co-workers. Got the same ones, but wouldn't you know, theirs are not growing. <laughs> but, but ours in our classroom, they grew. And there's like one or two in their class and all the cups don't have anything growing. And we planted them all at the same time and the same batches of seeds. But ours are growing. They're growing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm like, yeah, well, anyway. I didn't, I, like, you know, we just, we just planted, expected. They need to get new seeds. Ours are growing. <laughs> Those are just natural seeds. We're talking about word of God seed. The seed that changed your life. Think about where you were before you received Jesus and think about now and the growth that's taken place. There has been growth that has taken place in you. You have grown. Some still have that seed and it just needs a little bit of water to germinate. (laughs) But eventually that water will get there. Maybe it's not you that waters. Maybe it's someone else. But it's going to germinate. And it's going to grow. And as I said before, we don't go by what we see. We don't go by the symptoms. We don't go by what's coming out of their mouth. We go by the word of God. And we believe that it's in their heart. We believe that it's in their heart. Now, let's go to Acts 8, and while you're going to Acts 8, I just wanted to remind you or, or let you know, I was really blessed by Jacob, um, Bill Prankert's uh, armor bearer, and how he's, he's moving and going. Yes. Like, it's amazing. He's like, he's like, went to this Bible school, him and his Bible friends, when the, the truckers were out in Ottawa, they decide to go out and evangelize in Ottawa. And then he's, you know, and, and just, just his stories were so, such a blessing that while that was going on, people were getting saved. That's right. yeah. there, and there was people that went there that weren't just truckers mm-hmm. that got saved too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just so, I was just so blessed that they went there and did that. There's a call going out for you to go somewhere. Yes, it may not be to Ottawa downtown, but there's a call for you to go somewhere, not like, leave your house, basically. <laughs> leave your house and go somewhere. And in case you were wondering, this city is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go too far. Right. There's a lot of unsaved people here. But that's going to change. Amen. I believe the words that people have prayed for many years and called Surrey the city of salvation. Yes. Yes. Even when other people were saying bad things about the city. Yeah. Maybe even still do. Their words count for nothing. Their words count for nothing. But he was talking about this uh, situation that him and his wife just encountered this homeless person. And they just went and asked him how, well, the wife said, how are you doing? And the homeless person, this guy, was truthful. (laughs) And he said, I'm not doing well. He's doing terrible. And he was telling, explaining his situation that he, like, you know, he had devils. He was like that we're bugging him. And so they, you know, they, they gave him the word. They talked about Jesus. He was like, he receives Jesus. They pray for him. He gets delivered. And then they invite him to their house. Bless God, use God's wisdom. They used God's wisdom, I'm sure. And they went and they brought him to home. And they're, t- uh, they're talking about like, you know, well, what do I need to do next? And so they were like, you need to repent and be baptized. So then they're like, oh, he repented. Check box. 
Now we got to baptize. So they baptize him in their tub, in their, in their bathtub. It doesn't matter where you are. You, everybody's got a bathtub. Everybody, you know, there's some sort of body. And you know what? There's some sort of body water right around here. Everywhere you can drive 30 minutes and there's some body of water. I suggest maybe not the Fraser River. But anyway, <laughs> but if God said to, he'll protect you. <laughs> anyway. There's, but what, what really like intrigued me, he says, well, we've got to do it this now. There was this urgency to go like repent and then immediately following bat- get baptized. Like these were things that were natural. They're part of nature that people want to do them. They get born again. They learn about Jesus. They see, oh, that we need to get baptized. Oh, I need to do that. I got to do that. So then they go do that. And then, oh, I've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I just need to. I just need this. And it's, you don't have to try too hard. You just have to give the wisdom. And it'll happen. And it'll unfold. When it talks about the field being white, that means it's ready. It's like, have you had something that's really ready? And it's like you barely, you don't even have to pick it. Like, I mean, like, we're getting to this time where maybe, like, some people haven't picked something but I'm hoping that some of you have picked something like where it's just, it comes and it, it's just so easy and it pops right off that it's ready. You didn't have to work too hard for it. It just came off. And so we don't, we, ha- we have to get out of this feeling and thinking that we're working. Like, I mean, it's, we are, you know, people who are saved require a lot of work, especially what new believers, because they don't know much and they want to talk to you. And, you know, if there's a lot of people that don't know much and there's less people that do know much, it gets a little bit busy. You get a lot of phone calls and then you're like, hey, wait a second, let's double time this. Let's have a group all together. But some people want to meet with someone individually and want to talk. And there's only four pastors and there's and there's other support staff. But there's you that need to help, too, and talk to people and show and help and encourage, not just pastors. Can you imagine if you had to meet with a pastor one-on-one, like every believer had to do that? Like, I think it's impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) My pastor Gwen's just smiling. (laughs) There's you. Like these people with Jesus and Luke 10, they got sent out before, before. They went out before. And then later, they come back and they're like, wow, it worked. Shocker, it worked. Oh, it worked. Because Jesus is going to tell you to go do something and it's not going to work. No, of course it's going to work. He's going to go tell you to do something and it's going to work. His plan works. If you follow his plan, this is where the obeying piece is really great. Obey his plan, it works. It just works. Like you're just being there and doing. He's doing the work. God brings the increase. God brings the increase. We just go. We just put the seed in, water, and he brings the increase. Pop, it comes up. So Philip, I love this story, and I've come to it a few times um, in Acts 8 and 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. He's, he's been going doing stuff in different cities. So he does stuff in one city. And then this interaction happens. And then he goes to do stuff, more stuff in another, another city. He's just going to the cities, preaching the gospel, doing what God says. But in the middle of this, it says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go into the south, unto the way that thou goest down from Jerusalem out unto Gaza, which is the desert. Go to the desert. Okay, God. And when he arose... And went, behold, he found an opportunity. Because God sends you somewhere for an opportunity. Usually to speak to someone, typically. It's, it's all about people. It's all about people. So he goes, and in the middle of the desert, lo and behold, there's a person. There's an Ethiopian guy. 
an Ethiopian eunuch of great authority under Cadence, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charged all her treasure, uh, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem uh, for, to worship and was returning, sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. And the, the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. I just love the, new King, the King James Version. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. So he's going, he stands, lo and behold, guy, like Holy Spirit says, go closer to him, goes closer, listens. Oh, he's reading Isaiah. Huh, huh. And then ask this question, understandeth what thou readest? And this guy says, how can I except some man should guide me? Bless this guy's heart. He's reading something he doesn't even understand. He's reading something he doesn't even know about. He's just reading it. There's people out here that are looking for God. They're looking for him. And they don't understand what to do or where to look. But then there's you that come and see them. And lo and behold, you have an answer. The answer. So he's like, I don't understand it. Someone needs to help me. And so Philip, and he desired that Philip would come and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he had read was this, and he, le- he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. In his humil- humilia- humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare this? Uh, and who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. And the Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom the prophets, uh, who speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man? Who is he talking about in this book? Isaiah, who is Isaiah talking about? And the answer is simple. Then Jesus opened, I mean, then uh, Philip opened his mouth and began at that same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. We, everyone can preach Jesus. He's done something for you and he's going to do something for them. We don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be afraid of rejection or acceptance. We just go, we sit, and we talk with people and we don't have to be afraid. We have a message that they need to hear. And then the message is going to be rejected or accepted, but you know what to do in either situation. And as they went their way, they came unto a certain water. And notice it wasn't Philip that said anything here. It was the Enoch. They came unto certain water and the Enoch says, see, here's some water in the desert. In the desert. In the desert. Everything you need will be where God sends you to go. Even if you know it's in the desert. Go to that desert over there. The things that you'll need will be there and the people that you need to speak with. See, here is water. What does hinders, what hinders me to get baptized? Well, absolutely nothing, really. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. I love this. All the while, they're just chilling in the chariot. And they command the chariot to be still. And they went down both into the water and Philip and the Enoch, and he, was, and he baptized him. And then when they were come out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip that the Enoch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip decided to take a vacation that day and rest. No. Was found at Azotus, passing through, he preached in the cities till he came to Caesarea. Just kept going. Here was someone who accepted and rejoiced. And it was good. Now, when you go, this is like a chapter in Philip's life. He's in a city, ministering, gets told to go to the desert to minister to one. 
and then goes to the cities again. In the middle here, just going to one. But wouldn't he have been more, it, wouldn't it have been better if he just went into the cities? Here is someone. One impact, one seed brings a harvest that like you wouldn't believe. We don't hear anymore about this eunuch. But this is someone who read a book that he didn't even understand. Didn't even know that someone was going to come and encounter him in the desert that knew exactly about what he was reading and would explain it and have his life completely changed. And now this guy knows what to do next. He knows Jesus now. And he is going to go bring Jesus to other people. It doesn't matter if we're going to the cities or the one. We listen and get up and go where God calls us to go and do what God has called us to do. And it'll be good. I was just so touched by a lot of the stories that that Bill Prankert and Jacob had about going into this. If you don't know, or you're like, what? We're, you can buy the CD set, or the, no, it's not a CD set. It's a USB. We've, we've, we've graduated. Uh, it's a USB, but also you can go to the Robert Slairdon web, um, official ministry website, and the, the messages are there. You can watch them on Facebook. He was talking about going to the north and how um, there were people in the middle of nowhere crying out to the sky and the stars, saying, we know you're out there. We know you're out there. Please answer us. Please talk to us. And lo and behold, in a tank comes Bill Prankard. And we were so blessed when we were in Hawaii, going to this one place that was like a traditional place where they, they would have, how they would have, the Hawaiians would have lived and this area, and there were some stories that, that we were heard that really blessed us, that one of the chiefs had a dream, and in that dream, they saw that a man was going to come, and he was going to stand on a specific rock, and he was going to have a black box, and in that black box would be the answer to what they were looking for, and lo and behold, a missionary comes. And wouldn't you know what's in that box? Was the Bible. People are crying out. And that missionary came to that sand because God told him to. Bill Prankert went to the, de- uh, to the middle of nowhere <laughs> and found, you know, and fa- found them. I'm, you know, found these people. Philip goes to the desert and finds the person he's supposed to talk to. Don't you think that God will show you where you need to go, who you need to talk to, to see lives changed? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we hear your voice, that we hear it. And I thank you, Lord, for obedient hearts within the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that you have places for us to go that it may be in a desert, it may be in the middle of nowhere in the Arctic, it may be in a desert, it may be out on the street with some homeless guy. Maybe it's at our workplace. Maybe it's at a family function. But it's somewhere. It's somewhere that you have called us to go. I thank you, Lord, that we hear your voice, that we are more than able, that we are well-equipped We have you. And I thank you, Lord, for new eyes to see and new ears to hear and new reactions, godly reactions, how you would respond, Jesus, when someone rejects or accepts. I thank you, Lord, that we don't need to be hurt, that we don't need to take it personally. I thank you, Lord, that we have a heart to love like you had a heart to love. And with that heart, that fleshy heart, it can get hurt but I thank you that you heal and we don't dwell, that we dust ourselves off from those hurts, those hurtful words that people have said. We dust ourselves off from the hurtful things that they may have did. And I thank you, Lord, that we look to you, that you're the author and finisher of our faith, 
that we don't take it personally because there's a field that's so white. There's a field that's white. And I thank you that we go to it, that we go to it and we're not hindered by the past anymore. I thank you, Lord, that you wash away all those hurtful thoughts, all those hurtful memories. I thank you that we cling to you that we know that we know that we have something to offer, that we know that we know what we stand as your representatives here on earth, that we have the authority, that we have the right to go and speak your name, that we have the right to go into this city because you have given us the city, you have given us the nations, and we have the right to go there, and we have the right to say what you would have us say, and we have the right to do what you would have us say and do, and that we don't fear what man has to say, that we don't fear the government, we don't fear anything, but we obey you. I thank you, Lord, for a new tenacity, a new boldness in your people to speak those words that you would have us speak. Oh, those life-giving words, those words with light and life that go in to the cracks of the unlikeliest places and bring forth great fruit in this nation, in this city. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.